guys are looking to buy a home or sell a home, definitely reach out to her at 503-409-4389. Again, that's 503-409-4389. You mentioned right before the commercial break that Odd Moses has been with us since the start. Yeah. This is the 78th episode. Yes, it is. Which is exactly one and a half years that Mike has been supporting this show. Okay. Thank you, Mike. Pretty cool. And we've been doing this for a year and a half. Year and a half. Wow. Yeah. All right. All right. When we first started doing this, she and I sat on this side and the engineer Phil sat on that side. And she's come so far that now she controls the board, does the editing, posts everything. She's just. Took I over. Amanda uh-huh. has worked a lot in the last year and a half. She really has. <laughs> you have watched me grow. <laughs> I have. I have the whole time. Well, we ended that last part and just kind of hit on it briefly, but maybe you could revisit your story, you know, not extensively, but tell us again your cancer story, Nikki. Well, I was diagnosed with fourth stage cervical cancer um, in 1996 after my second child was born he kept getting sick and i was seeing an atropath at the time and we'd get him cured it you know healed up and it would come back 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 and she finally looked at me and she said it's you oh no i was breastfeeding and you know he kept getting thrush which is a form of candida so in case you didn't know candida and cancer are best friends not did not know that. Yeah, What's they are best candida? friends. Uh, yeast infection, oh, essentially. Okay. Candida is a you know uh, fungus essentially that everybody has growing in their body. But when it gets it gets a little too happy in its environment, it can take over the place. Yeah. And so that was what was happening with me, and I was passing it on to my poor baby who was not feeling well. Yeah. And yelling at me all night <laughs> was mm. not awesome. Uh, so we, you know, she said, you need to go get tested. So I went in, you know, got the test and then got some more tests and came back. And essentially they, they're like, well, we're taking your parts and, you know, we're talking chemo radiation. And I'm, I'm like, you're, you know, ONPS, you're not going to have any more kids and you're not going to be able to breastfeed. And, and you were 30 years old? I was 28 old? years old, 29 years old. Years old. Wow. Yeah. And I was a little mad about that because yeah. I don't like to be told what to do. That's shocking. So, <laughs> Well, you know, there's a I've known you spirit for a while. that That's lives shocking. inside me, which it saved my life. <laughs> yeah, it did save your life. You know, because, I say that in jest because I love you, but right. it's shocking <laughs> that you would be have that attitude. <laughs> Weird, right? Um, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know if I wanted to have more kids, but I didn't want to have that taken away from me. They, I didn't, told yeah. you couldn't, you know. And I really was angry at this doctor for speaking death over me. He's like, "Well, ninety percent of women die of what you have within the first year," and I'm like, "Stop." Yeah, go. I don't know who you think you are, but I am not your puppet, and I'm not making your Mercedes payment, so thank you, no thank you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was young and dumb and, you know, wild enough to become an herbalist and go out into the woods and drag home forest products and make my own medicine. I fasted for 30 days straight. I juiced wheatgrass and, you know, ate cucumbers and celery nonstop. It was, (laughs) you know, it was not fun. I did hot, cold treatments. I did enemas every day, like you name it, mm-hmm. I was on it. And so I studied um, under Dr. Christopher for the what's called the Incurables program. And I followed it to a T. And within a year, I was cancer-free. And if anyone wants to hear your entire uh-huh. story, go to podcast number 44 because it's titled My Greatest Gift. Yeah. Cancer. <laughs> Which sounds like an oxymoron, but really it was a wake-up call. And the revelation was the fact that I was responsible for my health. If I looked at the doctor, 
to be responsible for my health. He was going to, you know, do what he was taught to do. It doesn't make him a bad person, but he went to medical school funded by pharmaceutical companies. Mm -hmm. And what does he study? Medicine. So doctors, they know medicine. They know surgery. Um, You know, there isn't a drug on the planet that doesn't have a side effect. And I just wasn't. It just didn't feel right. I was just following my intuition, and I it was just a big no for me. And that's your first diagnosis. That was my first diagnosis. But well, you've had this thing uh, twice. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing. When I realized that it was my responsibility to keep my body healthy and nobody else's, that's great. But it's also, you know, raw vegan is a hard road to hoe. Oh, I'll bet. You know, it's, it's in, in all honesty, it's in my opinion, not long-term sustainable in today's world. Mm -hmm. It was fine when I was stay-at-home mom, and all I had to do was raise my babies and grow a garden and make my medicine, which I turned my herbalism into a business, and next thing I knew, I was selling, you know, teas and tinctures and salves and ointments at bazaars and fairs and, you know, had them on consignment because apparently I have a lot of energy. (laughs) And you drink the water, too. I didn't know about it then. <laughs> I did not know about Kangen water okay. then. So a lot of people get confused and go, oh, Mickey, use Kangen water to, I can't use the C word, but you know the one I'm saying. Yeah. Reverse my can. Mm-hmm. And that's not what happened. I didn't know about it. Eight years later, life got complicated, you know, sold the farm and bought a fixer-upper and my mother passed away. And, you know, we had had a tumultuous relationship. It was like one thing after another. And I was exhausted. I was exhausted, and I went back to my old eating patterns and my own stress level, and I think the stress was really the biggest culprit in the fact that it came back, and it didn't surprise me when I got the diagnosis. Really? It didn't surprise me. And what year was the second diagnosis? Um, I want to say 03, 04, somewhere in there. Okay. Um, Right after I'd had my third and final baby that they said I couldn't have. (laughs) (laughs) Except it wasn't cervical the second time, was it? It was cervical. It was. Both times it was cervical. It was cervical, moving into uterine. And the doctor was even more patronizing and condescending than the first one because this was my second diagnosis. And he was like, so you had this 10 years ago and did nothing. Like, dude, let me tell you what nothing was. I'm still here. I did a a coffee enema every day. Let me tell you, that's not nothing. Yeah. (laughs) I'd like to see you do it. No, I wouldn't. No. (laughs) Take that back. (laughs) And and for those that know, Brenda's diagnosis came back. Right. And she said, it could have come back whether I did the other treatment or not, but now I'm smarter. I'm more prepared for it the second time. Right. And you are more prepared the second time. And here's the other thing. At the end of the year that it took me to reverse that, I was so much healthier Mm-hmm. I had so my, – my hair was thicker. You know, my, my energy was bigger. My skin was clearer. You don't get to say that when you went through, you know, the, oh, the no. AMA route. Right. Yeah. Called it that. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't get to say that. And that was the end goal because, you know, as a, as a mother, I didn't have family to take care of my babies if I went down. This was it. Yeah. Right? Like, I, Mama Bear woke up and I had to protect my babies, which meant I had to take care of me. Mm-hmm. And that was the, that's why I say cancer was the biggest gift, was because it was a wake-up call. It's like, take responsibility for your health. Take your power back. Yeah. And control what you can. So it wasn't until about a year and a half later when somebody introduced me to the water. And so you introduced the water after your second diagnosis. Correct. So anyone that thinks the water helped you, that's not true because you went through it without the water. Well, let me let me tell you what the water did actually do for me because I didn't realize it at the time. But I said before, stress is the worst, the biggest culprit. Mm. I was living in fear 
every bite that I took was a mental conversation. Is this alkaline or is this acidic? Really? Yeah. It's like it's like a bank account, right? You can only take so much out of that bank account before yeah. you're in deficit and now your health is compromised. So I was, you know, grapefruit for breakfast, celery for lunch, you know, spinach for dinner. I ever, and this was a year and a half after I had cancer. I was like straight and narrow path, right? So the water came into my world and I was like, it took my energy level just, I mean, it just took me to another level that I had never experienced. So... You know when you feel like you have a cold coming on and you just feel kind of sluggish and yucky? Mm -hmm. And then you notice when you feel sluggish and yucky. But when you feel normal, you don't think twice about it, right? Right. So I had this level of normal, which was healthier than I would say the average person. But when I drank the water, it was like catapulted me to this level of energy and this level of recovery that I didn't hurt after workouts. And my skin started clearing up and I was losing weight. Not that I was fat, but I was carrying extra weight. Right. And I, it, you know, later I kind of looked back at that and I thought, well, how, what the heck was that all about? I was raw vegan. But when you have buses stuck in the tunnel, <laughs> you know, well, here's the thing. Yeah. When you're dehydrated, your body will not release toxins. Mm-hmm. So no matter what you're eating, you can't release toxins. It's like the integral piece of the puzzle that I was missing. Mm. And that was really the aha moment for me. It wasn't that it was alkaline water, even though back in 96, everybody called it, you know, alkaline water 2003. I bought my machine in 08. Um, so it was... We call it alkaline water because we had no idea what it was. Right. It doesn't get your body alkaline because the water's alkaline. So the aha moment for me was the fact that it hydrates at the cellular level, delivers oxygen to the cells, and gets the waste out. So maybe you heard of the concept that cancer can't live in an alkaline environment. Mm-hmm. Like it's a tagline that a lot of people use. Dr. Otto Warburg said that in 1931. Well, that's part of what he said. So it's a half truth. Okay. Right? The whole truth is that cancer thrives in an acidic, oxygen-deprived environment. There's two pieces to that puzzle. So the aha moment for me was the fact that the water carries the oxygen and nutrients into the cells. So now my cells are oxygenated. Wow. And it helps get the acidic waste out of the cells, which is what makes your body acidic. If you're drinking alkaline water that is not absorbing at the cellular level, you have alkaline urine. Say that one more time. Yeah. If you're drinking alkaline water that is not energized, it's not absorbing at the cellular level, mm-hmm. you have alkaline urine. It is not helping your body oh, be okay. alkaline. So I if see. I go to the store and I buy a bottle that says that yeah. I have alkaline water. Right. But it, you're only going to absorb about 20% of. Right. But it's not It's not this water. It's right. not energized water. Right. You have so expensive I have, al- <laughs> I have alkaline <laughs> water that creates alkaline urine. Correct. Because really, it's it's not about what you consume. It's about what you can utilize. And I think the key, what I heard, Amanda, is that this is actually getting, the water is getting to the cellular level, and that's the critical part. Yes, right. Absolutely. And that's what makes water food. Yeah. And that was why when you said that, that was the topic, water is food, I'm like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Now, now we can have a conversation about right. that. Not just water's life. Water's food. Right. It is life. It's, you know, there is no life without water. When they go to Mars, when they go to other planets, what are they looking for? They're looking for water. Mm-hmm. Because as life as we know it, water is life. Yeah. Can't live without water. And so most of us are walking around dehydrated and we can't get the waste out of our cells. So we're walking around acidic. And most of us eat diets that are very acidic anyway, because anything processed is acidic. Anything cooked is acidic. Anything, yeah. right? So um, getting the good stuff in and the bad stuff out is 
how I reversed cancer. What turned me on and a light bulb moment with Kangen water is that it just, it's more efficient. It just does it better. Yeah. So I'm, you know, we live in a fast paced world. Give me the shortcut. Yeah. Right. Like I want the stuff that's actually going to get the job done. Anything else is just a waste of time. Well, the other thing that I think is so valuable about your story is, you know, when you and I met, there's a lot of cancers that get more attention than others in the media. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, you you jokingly said that cancers south of the equator don't get a lot of attention. <laughs> <laughs> January is Cervical Cancer Awareness Month. Most people don't know that. Right. September is Uterine Cancer Awareness Month. We don't know that. That's a region that is a little more uncomfortable conversation. October, however, has gotten a lot of publicity. You know, people have no problem with numerous ways to say the word breast and it not be awkward. Mm-hmm. Right. So October's gotten tons of publicity. Yes. And, you know, I want to be real clear on two things. One, one, we're not telling you that if you go see Mickey in Vancouver and make the wire, you're not going to get cancer. That's not what we're saying. Nope. But you're certainly setting the odds in your favor. Yeah. And that's always what kicking cancer wanted to do is get the odds in your favor. Um, secondarily, we're going to talk about October a little bit. Brenda has breast cancer. I have zero problem with October being breast cancer. Mm-hmm. I have a bigger problem with the fact that it is so skewed to one month and one cancer that um, pink is like a national color during October. Um, yeah, there's a lot of pink washing going on. There's a lot of pink washing. Do you know what pink washing is, Amanda? No. Okay, we're so, gonna we're gonna educate you for a second. This th- this is your shocking information coming at you right now. Well, there's companies like oh, here's a fun one, KFC. They have a pink bucket. Now, what part of KFC is anti-cancer or healthy at all? Yeah. Right? It's genetically modified chicken that has, you know, gluten-infested, crusted, cooked. And then deep fried. my tongue grow. Right? (laughs) Um, Coca-Cola is another one. They have a pink can. So they're, you know, breast cancer awareness. And, you know, they're raising money for research, which don't. Get you started. Yeah, I want to get me started yeah. that. Well, I want to bring that up when it comes to the pink washing. And again, I'm going to quote somebody so that, mm-hmm. you know, Mickey and so I are it's the, not me we're, we're, not, we're not the bad guys here. <laughs> but this is Dr. William Campbell Douglas, MD. And he said, here's what October smells like burning leaves, pumpkin pie, and BS. <laughs> That's because it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month which is practically a national holiday at this point. And if you don't join the in-crown and slap a pink ribbon on whatever you're wearing, you're treated like some kind of cold-blooded, breast-hating monster. Okay. A little and, harsh. <laughs> a little yeah. harsh. Um, but those pink ribbons don't exist to cure disease or save lives. They represent a big pharma-funded effort to drive millions of women through a funnel of screenings for a disease many don't even have. During October, we say, go get a mammogram. It's driving you to this funnel of screenings and treatments that most of them don't even need. In fact, the supposed benefits of all these screenings and treatments are about as real as the great pumpkin. Mm -hmm. Again, that's Dr. William Campbell that said that. Um, He goes on, and I found this amazing. Breast Cancer Awareness Month is now 38 years old. Okay. In the 38 years since it was launched by AstraZeneca, have you heard of that company? Mm-mm. So AstraZeneca is a pharmaceutical company. Of course. And they were trying to find a way to sell more mm-hmm. of the company's cancer drugs. Mm-hmm. So as a marketing campaign, they created Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Okay. To sell more drugs. To sell more drugs. 
Wow. <clears throat> 38 years ago. And he says, um, for AstraZeneca and everyone else who's making money off cancer screenings and treatments, it's been a wild success. But when it comes to saving lives and curing disease, it's a miserable failure. Only 50, up to 15 lives are ruined unnecessarily and transforming breast chopping surgeries and poisonous radi- – again, his words, not mine um, – poisonous treatments for every life saved. And yet the ones that are, quote, saved, sometimes the radiation and the tumor bursting screenings were what caused the cancer in the first place. Okay. Tumor bursting screening. Yeah, what does that mean? Um, so for, for those of you that have never had a mammogram, I would be one of those people. Um, so let the controversy begin <laughs> at my age. Uh, is they, basically they make a pancake out of your ta-ta in a, in, and look at it with radiation to see where the, their heat or masses are. So the squishing, and I, I hear it's very, very painful. Personally, I would like to have a thermography over that, but that's that's a me thing. Well, what we'll Brenda did, what Brenda did, is way less painful. Mm-hmm. You sit in a chair, they oh, yeah. blow cold air on you, and they look for the hot spots. That's thermography. Mm-hmm. That's way less painful yeah. Yeah. than so what it shows she, inflammation and yeah, yeah. So here's the other shocking fact for you when it comes to October. Um, there's a lady. Her name is Betty Martini, and she is a world famous aspartame researcher. You know what aspartame is? I don't. It's a sugar substitute. Okay. It's in almost every product anymore. If you buy Diet Pepsi, you'll see aspartame as an ingredient. And it's really bad for you, isn't it? Really bad. Like worse than sugar. Right? In the in the early or in, in the late seventies, they could see tumors, form, brain tumors forming. Oh, lovely. And they said you cannot take this to human testing. And in 1983, Pepsi started putting it into their products. Okay. So, so for 40 years, skip the testing, and skip the testing straight to products. Okay. Well, this Beautiful. lady is a world-famous researcher. She said in the early 90s, so now 30 years ago, she and a friend of hers named Michelle, they, um, she had thousands of copies of a speech that she had made at Capitol Hill on the cure for cancer. 30 years ago, copies on a cure for cancer to Capitol Hill. And, of course, aspartame information. Original studies showing more breast tumors were now forming than brain tumors. Mm. She took this to one of those big walks. Mm -hmm. The representatives were furious and asked us to leave. I told them it was public property, and they were out of luck. My friend Michelle said, do you really want to cure breast cancer, or are you just in it for the big bonuses and the money? The representatives said, we want the money. We're not interested in a cure. Now leave. Wow. We're not. There's probably brutally honest as well, too. That's probably exactly how. We got to give them that. Mm -hmm. At least they're honest about it. Right? I guess so, yeah. Yeah. So, when we talk about pink washing, the fact that Diet Coke Mm. is putting pink on their bottles, and if I don't purchase that product, then I'm a breast hating monster. Right. And yet the aspartame inside of the Diet Coke Causes is breast creating cancer. breast cancer. Yeah. It's like a double message right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So so there's your shocking information. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. We, uh, when you say October, how it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, um, it's I, you do. You see pink everywhere mm-hmm. in October. Mm-hmm. I mean, my boys' football team 
their uniforms were pink for the first the game NFL in October. The NFL wears pink during October. And, and it was a pink out theme. And so, yeah, it's like, how come other, can- and I mean, that's awesome that they did that. But yes, like you said, where are the other cancers? It's not just breast cancer that mm-hmm. needs awareness. And mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that is all you see. Right now you're wearing a black kicking cancer shirt. Mm-hmm. And I'll bet most of the listeners wouldn't even know that that's skin cancer. Right. And I'm wearing yeah. orange which is blood cancer. Mm-hmm. And if I could get this a little lighter shade of peach, that would be uterine cancer for, for Mickey. Mm-hmm. But most people don't know that. Yeah. And again, don't get me wrong, Brenda has breast cancer. My issue isn't breast cancer. Right. My issue is we got people the NFL wear to wear pink for one month. Mm-hmm. Why? And has it helped? And right. who's it helped? Breast cancer is still yeah. the highest mm-hmm. cancer out there. So... Let's put our money where it should be and not in the pharmaceuticals research. Yeah. Which I would say, I'm going to go out on a limb here and get myself in trouble. Prevention. Prevention would be a good thing. Yes. Problem is there's no money in that. No, there's not. Yeah. There's no pink garbage cans to talk about prevention. (laughs) Well, and, and February is Prevention Awareness Month, and lavender is the color for prevention, but no one knows that. I didn't know that either. There you go. When I was little, I thought that pink was just cancer. A lot right. of people general. Did. When when I decided to branch out from pink with our apparel line, everyone's like, "Really? Every cancer is a color? No one knows. They just thought yeah. pink was cancer." Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought for many, many, many years. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they did it. a really good job of I mean, fair. convincing you. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to bring you a really interesting timeline event that is going to lead into something that Mickey is going to do in Vancouver, which I'm really excited about. Okay. Uh, on, in our timeline, it was October the 10th, 2020. Remember we talked about Rebecca's story and my body slam and that whole event that occurred? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca's husband um, passed away right before the event of a massive heart attack, and they discovered afterwards that he had prostate cancer. She had already beaten cervical cancer, so we did blue shirts for his prostate cancer and for her breast or her cervical cancer. And on the 10th, we did an event called Rallying for Rebecca and Ralph, mm-hmm. and we got everyone to wear blue to that event. She then suggested that we help Jennifer Beaumont. Okay. And she also suggested another gentleman that we'll talk about. Um, his name is Aaron. He went by Skunk, but that was one that we did early 2021. Jennifer Skunk. suggested we help Ozzy. Okay. And someone that was at the event called to say, can you help Doreen? So all of these people came off from that one event. That's yeah. how it works. And I realized we could actually start creating... Communities. Yeah. Chapters. Absolutely. Well, Kicking Cancer's done some changes in our bylaws, and we now um, are set to start creating chapters or communities, and we have the very first request for a community in Vancouver, Washington. Yes. I was going to say, guess who it is? Guess who it is? I'll give you one guess. <laughs> which, which means, because when you get far enough away from Salem, then, then I can't control what's happening. Right, yeah. But Mickey can be the kicking cancer person, not guy, the person, guy. She's a kicking cancer gal. She's the guide in Vancouver to take the kicking cancer message to Vancouver, Washington. That's awesome. Which is kind of a flag I've been flying for a bunch of years anyway. Right. Probably why when Baron and I met, it was like, hello, brother. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, her message has been with the water. We're just taking it we're just combining our messages together. Well, before that, it was with herbs and natural food. Exactly. So it, you know, it was before the water. The water was just like 
oh my God, this is the shortcut. Can we talk about one thing? And on that note, in all honesty, the thing that I have really appreciated about the water is that it allows me to help people that are either going through chemo and radiation, the whole AMA route, or if they're going naturopathically, it's it's non-discriminate. It helps either way. Yeah. Right? So it, it allows... Like, you know, with chemo and radiation, there's a lot of cell die off. And so people feel yucky and they lose their hair and they, you know, have no energy. And the the water has a tendency to help wash some of that garbage out. And so it alleviates some of those side effects. Well, here's, here's my offer. I always try to do an offer with our store. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a really fun kicking cancer sticker that's in the state of Washington with Bigfoot on it. That's awesome. Uh-huh. The first, and I, have, and I have five of these. Okay. So the first five people that hear this show and go into Mickey's store to pick up this flyer, they buy a shirt and they will get one of the red Join the Movement shirts free. Oh, wow. And okay. if they would like a sample of what they're getting, Mickey has an orange one and her husband Marty has an, a red one. So these are for you to take back to Vancouver. Thank you. First five to go in the store... Buy one, get one free. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mickey, for yes, coming in. My I pleasure. appreciate it. All right, you guys, our sponsor for this half is Marianne McNally. She is a residential real estate specialist with Next Home Realty Connection. If you are looking to buy a home or sell a home, give her a call at 503-409-4389 and continue to pray for her as she's going through her own battle. We will be back next week. As, as the, the movement, movement continues. continues.